Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi there and welcome to the Eurogamer newscast as we discuss this week what's next for Xbox after disappointing reviews of Redfall. Joining me as ever it's the Eurogamer news team, we've got Ed Nightingale. Hello. Victoria Kennedy. Hello. And I'm Tom Phillips. And last week we're talking about the big news story of the year, Microsoft and Activision Blizzard. Microsoft is back in the headlines this week, but for very different reasons, as its uh, biggest first-party release over the first half of this year. Redfall has come out and has been a disappointment. It's reviewed poorly. Um, user reviews on Steam are critical of bugs and other issues. And it's prompted a pretty eye-opening response from Xbox boss Phil Spencer, who has discussed the situation and what this means for Xbox as it finds itself in a seemingly precarious position. So, Redfall, it's out there. Um, I played a little bit of it. It's on Game Pass, obviously. I don't know if you guys have played any, um, but... Not yet. I'm, I'm intrigued too. I think because it's on Game Pass, it's that thing of, oh, well, I can just try it out and see what I think. Um, so I will probably try it over the weekend. I'm intrigued too, but because of the fact that the reviews have been so vanilla, I'm trying mm. to be polite, um, and I now want to see for myself why. Well, be honest. I mean, they're not great, and Phil Spencer has said as much. It's uh, he's. Uh, I think he was previously booked into this interview this week, which everyone's talking about. It was with Kind of Funny Games, and it's come just after Redfall has dominated the conversation this week about how it's been a disappointment and what this means for Xbox's first party plans, really, because if this is indicative of the Xbox plans to release games of this quality, then it is not very good for Microsoft and uh, at a time where they are struggling to enact their plan to buy Activision Blizzard. And Phil Spencer has been pretty transparent. He said, uh, you know, he's watching his community, he's watching the Xbox community lose confidence, be disappointed that he is disappointed. He's upset with himself. Uh, it's very strong words. It's not the sort of thing that we usually hear someone yeah. come out and say. I was quite amazed by how transparent he was in the interview yesterday. I mean, I, I, I do you think he must have felt an obligation to do it? I, I don't know. I've never seen, like you said, someone being quite so yeah open about the fact that it has been a massive failure and that you know xbox is not really in a brilliant position currently in the grand scheme of the gaming market i think that's needed though like they they need a bit of goodwill um they need to get gamers on side and and one of his comments was around them not being transparent with redfall um i think particularly with the 30 frames a second oh situation. yeah he said he, he knew um, about it so he's he? Yeah, so he's sort of talking about, you know, a lack of transparency in the build-up to it. And so I think it's nice now. I mean, it's 
a bit too late now, but um, at least he's trying to be transparent with people and you know, hopefully learning from mistakes. This is Phil's stick, right? He is the down-to-earth nice guy. Uh, I don't believe that it's a big, huge act. I'm just saying that this is how he conducts his interviews. This is how he talks to press and fans. He wants to be seen as someone who plays games and is on the same wavelength. You know, he, he doesn't wear a suit. He wears a t-shirt with a funny Xbox game on it and isn't he a lovely guy? The question remains, though, that, you know, if you didn't know that this stuff was coming down the track, then he either wasn't doing his job or uh, he did know it was coming down the track and you're in this position now and surely you had some foresight. He uh, has said that internally they expected the game to review a lot better um that they did their own mock reviews on the game and they were 10 points higher and yet he was aware that there were going to be communication issues or points in the marketing plan where people were going to get upset because if you're showing so when um press previewed the game a couple of months ago we played on pcs and it was 60 frames per second and it was a pretty smooth experience uh i played Efa played um this was at bethesda's offices in london for a preview event and obviously we weren't playing on xbox hardware but at the time surely they knew that it was not going to be 60 frames per second on xbox hardware at launch and yeah. you've got to make that conversation you've got to make that statement at some point and it just quietly slipped out a few so it's like two weeks ago and it was really late to be making that announcement, you know, far too late because people have put in pre-orders by then. And crucially, you've shown the game off at 60 frames per second. You've done rounds of previews. It's been, you know, publicly shown and people were, people have uploaded video and they expect that to be representative of the experience that they play on a modern console as well as it also running on whatever high-end spec PCs Bethesda had stashed away under the desks, which we played on. <laughs> um, anyway, Phil Spencer apologizes. Um, and he does address some of the big questions around why the game launched like this and why they didn't push it back, which I thought was interesting. Um, so does one of you want to talk about why Phil says that Redfall wasn't delayed. I, I can kind of get his point about why Redfall wasn't delayed because it's it's the complaints haven't... I mean, it, it seems to be a very bland world and everything from what I've read. And, you know, when you hold it up against Ar Arcane's other games, which are, you know, a little bit more vibrant, I suppose. But then that's not a reason for a delay. That's... You know, like I, I feel delay should be more about like if the game is crashing a lot or something. So I, I can kind of see why they haven't didn't delay it. And you know, they did delay it previously to iron out issues that were present. I mean, because it was not meant to release earlier this year or late last year. Yeah, it yeah. has already been. So it delayed. has been delayed. So you know, I can understand also not wanting to delay it again. Not that that would be a reason not to delay it. I mean, he says, uh, when I look at the crash rates on the game, uh, we get all the tele telemetry of everything that's happened. It's not out of proportion for a game that has just launched. I mean, that's um, a I mean, I haven't a... played it, so I don't know how much it is crashing, but apparently that is okay. Um, I think the reason they didn't delay it is because they need a game. Like, and if they delayed it any further, it's going to clash with Starfield. 
So they need to just get it out and get a hit. And this was not a hit. It was a big miss. But uh, they need something. I like your confidence that Starfield won't also be delayed further. (laughs) Well, I mean, all I I don't think it will. They need a hit. (laughs) They need a a game. The game. So, what, what was the last like big Xbox release? There was Halo, obviously, which also released in a pretty, you know, poor, poor receptive state. Forza. And then there was, you know, for, I mean, Hi-Fi Rush. I still think was a great release this year, but it kind of oh, yeah. seems last, to have gone under the radar. The last two sort of positive Xbox releases were Pentiment and Hi-Fi Rush. Oh, Pentiment, yeah. Both of which were Xbox Studios doing something a bit weird and a bit different. Um, to what they normally would and there Mm. were some comments from him when he's saying you know when we want a studio to try something different we want to support that we want to support that experimentation Um, and I do think that's a good thing Um, and I think it's good that they want to be more experimental whereas you know people are making comparisons with with Sony Sony's games yes they review better generally and uh, so far have been higher quality but they're also very safe Um, yeah is a genre we know people like, let's just do a good version of it. Whereas at least Xbox is saying, well, let's do a rhythm action game thing or a sort of medieval narrative thing that nobody else is even thinking of doing. Um, so at least they are experimenting. But they are missing more often than they're hitting. And yeah. I do at least appreciate that. Um, but maybe they are not supporting the studios as much as they need to. Um, when trying something different. I mean, Redfall is very different for Arcane. They usually do these immersive sims. It's what I can tell, more of a sort of online looter-shooter kind of vibe. That's very different for them. And it seems like they needed more support during development to realise that vision because it was so different to what they were used to doing. Mm. Games like Pentiment and Hi-Fi Rush are, um, are good things to have if you have game pass already but i don't believe that anyone is actually going to subscribe to game pass to just to play those games they subscribe to game pass for the main reason that xbox advertises it as a big point of differentiation between it and sony which is that you get the triple a first party releases on day one at no extra cost rather than on playstation paying 70 dollars or 70 pounds to play Horizon Day 1 or God of War Ragnarok Day 1. And the the big issue that people are talking about here with Redfall is this is the first big AAA game for Microsoft in a long time. And yet again, after Halo, um, it's missed. And it removes that point of differentiation between Xbox and PlayStation. If you're saying, well, you get all of our really big budget games day one, and then those games turn out on day one not to be worth playing. It completely removes. It's like, well, what's the advantage of having these games and not paying for them if I don't really want to play them anyway? Um, and what Phil's saying with Redfall, to me anyway, in the in, in his comments, is that yes, we could have delayed it, but delaying it wouldn't have fixed the fundamental issues that people have with the game beyond you know the bugs that all games have at launch. Which the, it, it doesn't seem like it was uh, a clear enough creative vision. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Oh, there was Minecraft, as well, Minecraft Legends as well. That was an Xbox Day one. But I mean, also how many people do you? Poorly. As I say, mm. uh, do you think that this will make people stop 
so you you mentioned obviously the kind of big draw of game passes these day one big exclusives do you think now after redfall people are going to stop going for game pass or do you think people will hold on to starfield well i think we'll get on to starfield but uh <laughs> i think that it won't help and uh as you were saying they just really really need a hit i, I trying to think back people will will cancel their game pass subscription if they're not into this if they've sort of run out of smaller games to play um mm. i think a lot of people will cancel it at least for a while um maybe until the next big game comes out which is a shame when stuff like hi-fi rush does come out and it's surprise released and it's like oh actually it's not a game that people would subscribe to game pass for i don't think but it's a nice to have um mm. if you're already subscribed and we have Game Pass, but I also mostly use it for some of the smaller games that my kids play quite a lot. Like there was a Disney mm. Pixar one on there, which they liked. Um, so for me, Game Pass hasn't really ever been about the big releases. It's been about the sort of easy content for my family. Um, There's a reason to keep it going. And it's those games that are on there that you, you still like playing, like Disney Dreamlight Valley or Tetris Effect. Although I believe Tetris Effect actually just got pulled off of it recently, which is a crying shame. Um, but I have seen the conversation and people saying this week, you know, like there is no reason now to be subscribed to Game Pass for the next four or five months if you, you know, like a lot of people play Call of Duty Warzone or they've bought FIFA, which isn't on Game Pass, or they play Fortnite or any of these other live service games. And if you just have Game Pass ticking along in the background and you're only interested in the big releases, people, I have seen these comments saying, not worth it, unsubscribe. If you're paying monthly, just resub in August, September, whenever starfield does eventually come out um don't pay for the months in in the meantime and that's really damaging for microsoft because the value subscriptions is that people just forget that they have them and they just continue ticking away month after month year after year and if you if, if the conversation suddenly turns to no 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 like only subscribe when you really need to that's that's really bad i think one of the one of the sort of values or one of the good things about a subscription service is the breadth of content. You know, you sign up and you get a huge range of different things because you have access to so much more content than you would have done if you'd bought it individually. And I guess part of the nature of that is that there will be a mix of quality. Um, there will be some good, there will be some bad. Um, and, you know, like Netflix is the same. You know, there's a load of crap on Netflix, but then there's some good stuff on there, like <laughs> The Crown or whatever else, or Love is Blind, which I love. Everyone else will think it's crap. Um, but there's a huge range of, of quality on there. It means there's sort of something for everyone. But I think what you need are those sort of tentpole releases to get people to sign up in the first place so that they do then forget about their subscription. And I think that's on the one, like Game Pass has that breadth of quality and that breadth of content, um, which is nice that there's so much on there to play. But they're just missing those, they keep missing on the big tentpole ones, which are the high profile releases. Yeah. Um, and that's what they need to just nail at least one of those this year. What was the last Xbox release that you guys were excited about for Game Pass? I mean, Hi I loved Hi-Fi Rush, but that Hi was a surprise. So it wasn't like, oh, I was, you know, planning on, you know, building up to playing that. It was more yeah. just that was released and I thought that is a game for me. I need to play it immediately. Um, and I jumped straight on it. But other than that, I there haven't been a huge number. For me, Game Pass has been smaller games. Like Tunic, for instance, I was really excited to play last year. Um, and that kind of indie hit that maybe I wouldn't normally give a go to, 
but I'm happy to try it because it's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. For me, that's why I, I subscribe to Game Pass, not for the bigger releases. Yeah, mm. I like the Game Pass indies, definitely. And I play I more indies that... on my Xbox than I do on my PlayStation. I just think that we're the minority, Ed, and uh, most people are the opposite, and they subscribe to get the $70, £70 games as part of their sub. Mm. Um, and that's... Because they think it's a good deal, but actually you're spending so much money over time. <laughs> Well, this is the thing with any contract, yeah, right? If you take out a contract on your mobile phone to pay it off over two years rather than just buying it out, outright, you know, it's it's more expensive, but people don't want to pay all in one go for lots of good reasons. Um, the, I think a big issue, though, as well with Redfall is what Phil's talking about here when he's saying it wouldn't have mattered if we'd have delayed it. It's that the game itself, the idea behind the game, the creative vision just wasn't there. Um, mm. he's saying that's not a delay question if the answer is no they didn't hit the creative vision or they didn't explain the creative vision that they wanted to do and this is the the latest in a string of um, games sort of relying on that uh, games as a service model which I think people just are tired of now like I, I don't know when exactly Redfall started production but it was the same thing recently with the big delay to uh, Suicide Squad which is a different take on this, obviously, because they decided to delay it by a year uh, to readdress some of that stuff. But there's just mm. no excitement for that kind of game, or a lot less excitement now than there was uh, back when Destiny was massive. Yeah, as far as life service games, I feel at the moment, if you have a life service game that you're invested in, like Destiny or whatever, I, I can't imagine wanting to switch over to a new one right now. Especially not if they're as reviewing like Redfall did or has. He says, at some point we have to have a creative vision and put the game out and reviewers and players will tell us what they think. To me, that's them saying, look, we kind of knew that this was not flavor of the month anymore and delaying it wouldn't have done any any good. Get it out, move on. (laughs) Wash your hands of it. I mean, he also made some comments about what happens when they acquire a studio and um you know there are things that are either really early in development or not not even conceived yet we need to improve on engaging in games that are midway through production when they become part of xbox which to me implies that this was midway through production and therefore it's kind of like well i don't want to say like whose fault is this but i can blame lie here with arcane not having a good enough idea or did microsoft not support them at the right time did microsoft come in and then change the direction from what it was and it maybe it was too late for that like there's a lot of possibilities there i think in terms of what's happened and you know hopefully arcane have something else in the works um that they have been able to start on from scratch and maybe that will be better um but it's it's a worry then when they do acquire studios, you know, if Activision Blizzard goes through what is currently partway through production and will we have a similar issue or will they learn from this mistake? It's all right. Activision anyway is Call of Duty anyway, so. That's true. <laughs> to me, what when Phil's saying we didn't do a good job early on in engaging with Arcane um, and, and specifically when he says we left them to go work on the game, that's him saying we didn't interfere and actually maybe we should have mm. and that this was this was arcane's vision to do a 
online co-op multiplayer shooter rather than the kind of game that I think a lot of the fans of Arcane that like Dishonored really wanted them to do instead. And it, it's it's Phil saying, yeah, whoops, should have seen and that he does coming. say, you know, I'm upset with myself. Like he is obviously aware that he did make a balls up as well. Hmm. And moving on to Starfield, he says they've done a <laughs> they've done a better job because Starfield was earlier. Well, when the they that'll be in the uh, in the pudding when it comes out. I don't know. Do you, do you think people are going to be generally more apprehensive about Starfield now, given Xbox's current track record? Like, way, I way more. A lot of pressure on Starfield now. There's also a lot of pressure, I think, on the Xbox showcase, whatever that's happening in June, where hopefully we'll hear about like Fable, which we haven't heard about for ages. That's the other thing. There are so many other first-party games that are in development, but they've been in development for so long. Fable, yeah. Perfect Dark, um, Hellblade Everwild. 2. Yeah. Avowed. Like, there are yeah, some really potentially big games out there, but we just don't know anything about them, and that's why it feels... Like there's so much more pressure on the games coming out now because we don't know anything about what's coming out next year or the years after because they haven't really shown very much. So sort of all we really have to look forward to are Redfall, Starfield, and I guess Forza for some people. Um, and one of those three has already failed. Forza is maybe a bit more niche. So it falls on Starfield. On Starfield, can you imagine if in June they do like a hi-fi rush thing? They're like, "And Fable is now." That would be. <laughs> like... I, I mean, I can see from your faces you don't think that's going to happen, but... <laughs> but wouldn't that be cool? What did you guys hope? What did you guys think of the timing of the Xbox showcase and Starfield direct announcement? <laughs> the day after Redfall came out. I mean, it's very clear that they are trying to move on. I th I think yeah. I think Microsoft and Xbox. I think they knew that Redfall wasn't great, and I think that they have just thrown it out because they needed to get it out. And now they're like, right, let's just move the conversation on to the future, um, and move on from it quickly. They know that, I guess, because it's on Game Pass, they sort of don't need to sell it because it's not as if right we need a huge marketing campaign to to sell copies of this game they can just sell game pass and it will appear at the top of it and people will probably try it so they almost don't need to try and therefore they can just move on quickly and say right let's just move on to starfield and everything else that's coming um yeah i feel like they are washing their hands with it very quickly because they know that it wasn't great yeah that's kind of how i feel with that announcement as well it's very much like let's focus on what's next rather than what is just past so yeah, I, I think Microsoft now has to be feeling that they need to be very forward-looking. And realistic as well. Um, Phil Spencer also said, didn't he, that there is no world where Starfield is an 11 out of 10 and people start selling their PlayStation 5s. This is the world they're in. We're several years into this console generation now and Xbox has not suddenly closed the gap on PlayStation and We've seen, you know, another another story recently has been the number of PlayStations that Sony is selling now suddenly just gone through the roof. Xbox mm -hmm. doesn't release its own sales figures, but certainly isn't trumpeting any stratospheric wins. And we got the Microsoft financials recently, which did not paint a particularly great picture of where Xbox is at. Um, so 
it's 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 all a bit yeah it's not great it's a shame though because i mean like you've already said ed like playstation has released some really great high quality games but as you said they are all kind of variations of the same thing you know like like i whenever i'm playing a playstation game i'm quite aware that i'm playing a playstation game and you know it, it is a shame that microsoft is missing because at least they are trying as you said um and i was trying to think back to like the last sort of sony dud and if you i mean the last of us on pc was obviously <laughs> what it was but the last kind of dud i can really think of was days gone i suppose which is still you know a few years ago i mean so. define dud <laughs> well you do like the jet you know what i mean don't try and make me squirm <laughs> All right, you tell me, what, what do you think is the last PlayStation dud? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Ragnarok, but um, it sold well. And it's it's not a bad yeah. game. Um, same with Horizon. <laughs> it's I didn't think it was amazing, but it's sold well and it was well made. Um, mm. But that's, you know, that's what I mean. I, I don't think their games are the most original experiences, but they 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 are good enough that they sell. Um, and I think that's maybe that's kind of the difference really between PS Plus and Game Pass is that PS Plus is a place for games that maybe aren't as experimental because it's just here's a collection of games that you sort of know and love already whereas Game Mm. Pass is more here are some new experiences that might be crap but they might be quite good if you give it a go Um, and you know at least at least there's an air of originality with that Mm. <laughs> ah, Microsoft in a very difficult position. I mean, you feel for I them. Did. You feel for I this do. multi-billion dollar corporation that's still making tons and tons well, of profit. That's the thing. Like, but you, also <laughs> you feel don't. for them, but then they have all this money, and it's like, well, what wh- what's going wrong here? They probably have the money to put into these games to make them good. So, what's going wrong? Is it management? Is it the people? Are they distracted by Is it, is it just deal? bad ideas? Are they distracted by just buying Activision <laughs> Blizzard and hoping for the best? I mean, that's going to be taking up a lot of brain power, manpower, whatever power Microsoft yeah. has. I, Put it um, this way, right? The one thing that, that... Sorry. I was going to say, the comment that you made about how Starfield is not going to be an 11 out of 10, that comment did slightly irk me because I felt that was maybe Phil Spencer leaning a little bit too hard into the oh, woe is me narrative. That comment, I was a bit like, all right, okay, we, we get it. You don't need to flog it at all. So, like, but, I mean, I, I, I appreciate what you say about who is the kind of every man who wears the funny Xbox t-shirt, but I did think that comment was a slightly, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't a fan of that comment. Mm. I don't think there's a uh, a world where Suicide Squad Kill Justice League comes out in 2024 after a year's delay and is an 11 out of 10 either i just don't think that it's very likely so if you're microsoft and you're sat on redfall and you know you know that you're not going to be able to change the very fundamentals of this game um easily and now you have a better relationship with that studio and hopefully as you said they are working on something else in the background now 
um, alongside, I'm sure, like Red Bull support for a while. That they just focus on that, and that's the long game. But it does feel a bit like Xbox sort of admitting defeat. I mean, on paper, there isn't any way that they're going to catch up with PlayStation this gen anyway. But sort of admitting defeat for this whole generation, which is... It's just disappointing that for people who worked on Redfall and people who are looking forward to Redfall, that Redfall isn't the better game. And I think that that's, that's a fair thing to say rather than I feel sorry for Microsoft, which, I mean, I, I, I don't. I just wish that things were better for the people who invested time and energy and, and passion into the stuff that they produce. But how much of that pouting is also for publicity? to say, do you know what? We really need Activision Blizzard because we just don't have anything else. And the thing is, is that the big games this year are both, well, all three, if you include Hi-Fi Rush, are Bethesda games. So had they not bought Bethesda, they would have had even less. So it just seems like it's it's very much pouting of, oh, we need to buy Activision Blizzard because, you know, we can't make our own games. We have to just pay someone else to do it for us. No. <laughs> I think that's fair. Where was us? Oh, they, do, they do have Forza later this year, but... Yeah, I do, I do think well, that's fair. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> it's all right. It's thing, not, we've mentioned it's not it several horizon. times, and every time you mention it again, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, we're almost out of time, but um, I wanted to ask if you guys had any advice for Phil Spencer. What would you do differently um, right now? Make something oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Make something good. I, I was just going to say yeah Phil why haven't you thought about that <laughs> Ed Nightingale fixing the world's problems one sentence at a time I don't know Phil go and have a cup of tea in a nice bath and just then get back on it refreshed making video I mean, games is hard and this is an example of that in all seriousness I think I think he should double down on Game Pass because that is the unique selling point of Xbox. Um, and I mean, you mentioned Sony, like PlayStation sales. I think in some ways Microsoft aren't competing on that because they, they want Game Pass subscriptions, whether that be on PC or Xbox or whatever else. Um, I think they just need to make Game Pass the most attractive proposition it can be. And that means having tons of games on there. I think rather than spending loads of money on one big studio or publisher, I personally think they should invest in some smaller studios, maybe some indie studios that are making more interesting games, more original games mm. and, and push that angle of, Hey, you can come to game pass and okay, not everything's going to be a big hit, but there might be out of a hundred games, like some really interesting ones that are original experience that you can't get anywhere else. Um, and I think that the money would be better spent on smaller studios and raising up talent that way. Yeah, sort of less is more approach. Yeah. Cool. Well, that is where we'll leave it for now. And we will see. We'll see what happens to Microsoft in the next Ooh, seven days. We and go, we're talking about something else. What's your advice, Tom, to Phil Spencer? Um... Don't over promise again in June. 
and actually show some <laughs> gameplay of games that are coming out this year and next year in the next 12 months that's a good one in the correct frames per second yes please don't mislead us <laughs> i get that you want to draw a line under redfall and i get that everyone needs a morale boost but you're just creating more pain for yourself down the line if you cannot live up to the promises uh, and the creative visions that you're laying out now agreed all right uh ed where can people find you on twitter you can find me at ed underscore knights uh victoria uh i am little chop shop gal and i'm at top phillips eg thanks everyone for watching we'll see you next time bye for now bye see you then.